Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Nahmadahu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruh. Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina. Wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahadiyallahu falamudillalah. Wa man yudlilhu falahadiyalah. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. أرسله بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدعي الساعة من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشل واهتدى ومن يعصيهما فإنه قد غوى وإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا إن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث حدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن خير الأمور عازمها وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وَكُلُّ دَلَاتِ فِي النَّارِ أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان الثاني يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم إن شاء الله today I will talk about a subject which is one of the most important things for the ummah to be aware of and that subject or that concept has caused quite a bit of destruction to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that subject is the subject of nationalism, qawmiyyah. And we see the very same thing shows up among ourselves in different forms, like in the form of sometimes wataniyyah, sometimes the asabiyyah, whether it's tribalism, whether it's racism, whether it's nationalism, patriotism, any of these isms. Because we as Ummah have been commanded to be united under one Amir. Now, why am I bringing this subject today? I'm not sure if anybody from Saudiya is here, so-called Saudiya. So today, they're marking another national day on September 23rd. So it's been 90 plus years that land of Najd and Hijaz have been called Saudiya. The land belonged to as if to the Al Saud or the family of Saud. The very same land where our beloved Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was born. Where the deen of Islam through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was started. When I'm saying Islam, we all understand that Islam is when it comes to 
The Tawheed, the message of Tawheed, it started off from the time of Adam alayhi salam. But Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent as the last messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the sharia that encompasses for the whole mankind unlike the other prophets who were those sent with the same message of la ilaha illallah but they were sent with the sharia that was specific, specific for that time and that, uh, and that nation. Now Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent as a messenger for the whole mankind. And this ayah, we hear that all the time in the khutubs, on the Fridays, where Allah Azza wa Jal says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimoon. O you who believe, have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And have the taqwa as the taqwa is supposed to be. As Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an once asked Ubay bin Ka'ab radiallahu an, he asked about what is taqwa. And his response to Umar bin Khattab was, have you passed through a path? There were thorns. How did you walk through? And the response of Umar was that you watch your clothes, you wrap, uh, wrap, wrap it around in a way that it does not get stuck. And Ubay's response was, that is taqwa. Meaning, you live the life watching out the hudud of Allah Azza wa Jal, the limitations Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on us. We fulfill the obligations Allah Azza wa Jal has placed on us. And we stay away from all the haram. Now when we talk about that ayah, there is an ayah right after that where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded us to be united Hold on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not get into differences. The rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as many hadith discusses, discuss that it is the Quran. And then we say the Quran, Quran means the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is inclusive of it. Because we cannot follow the Quran if we don't follow the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when this Rope of Allah is referring to the Islam. The Islam, the message of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam brought. But before I go into this ayah and the unity aspect, we have to remember the idea that we are trying to discuss here to understand, which is a cancer for the society, cancer for the ummah, which is the idea of nationalism. As the Saudis are celebrating their national day today on the 23rd. Similarly, we hear different countries, whether it's Pakistan on August 14th, or India on August 15th, or we find uh, the, the Bangladesh on December 6th, or India, Pakistan celebrate on 23rd as well, and Bahrain on 16th of December, Kazakhstan on 16th, and the list goes on and on and on. And I'm mentioning these, uh, these things because so we understand that how we have been divided into these statelets who do not have any say in the world affair today. And we are holding on to these incorrect alien ideas to Islam and we think as if this is something good for us. We become sometime, unfortunately, because of the ideas we have been, we've been raised with, become proud of these corrupt ideas. 
the un-Islamic ideas and we become proud of it that we are from India or Pakistan or Saudi or Bangladesh or Egypt or Mesa on and on and on and on. And sometimes it starts off on a bigger level oh we are Arab and you are Ajan. And then it divides into oh you are Arab from which part of the Arab lands you are from. And then it divides further into Egyptian and Syrian or this or that. And if you are Ajan oh from India or Pakistan oh which part of India or Pakistan are you from? Are you a Punjabi or Pashtun or Pathan or Mahajir or this or that? And that does not end anywhere. On top of it, this is something Allah <coughs> has condemned. And this ayah, This ayah was revealed for the people of Aus and Khazraj. Can you brothers uh, move forward please? I think we are running out of space in the back. <coughs> so this ayah was revealed for the Aus and Khazraj, those two tribes who used to fight with each other for decades prior to Islam in the Jahiliyyah. And Allah Azza wa Jal is reminding us in this ayah that how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He brought our hearts together. When Allah says, that remember the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. While you were a'da, you were enemies of each other. فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِكُمْ فَأَسْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانَ That how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made you brothers to each other. وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَفْعَةٍ كُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَفْعَةٍ حُفْرَةٍ مِنَ النَّارِ فَأَنْقَذَكُمْ مِنْهَا And you were at the brink of entering into the pit of the fire. Allah azza wa jal is the one who prevented you from entering that. This is Allah who brought the hearts of the Aus and Khazraj who used to fight with each other for decades. And then Islam came and that brought their hearts together. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remind us the very same blessing of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, how it brought the Aus and Khazraj together. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ما ألف بين خلوبهم ولكن الله ألف بينهم إنه عزيز حكيم. Allah subhanahu wa taala is reminding us that how Allah subhanahu wa taala brought the brought the love between your hearts. If you would have gathered everything on the earth, that would have not united your hearts. The only reason, the only reason their hearts were united was because of the na'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what brought the hearts of the Muslims together. It's Islam that brought their hearts together. Another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that reminds us of the need of holding on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The hadith says that Allah, it pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are three things that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are three things that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One is you worship Allah alone and you do not make any partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And ta'abadu wa la tushriku bihi shayya. That's the one thing. Second thing is that you hold on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the third thing is that you advise whoever Allah appoints you as the leader. And then the third, the three things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates, are 
that it was said that so, so and so said something and you say it. Meaning waqila waqal. You just forward anything that you hear and you pass it on to the others. And the kafatu sual, asking too many questions. Meaning we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Just to, just to find a loophole so you can get away with the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Continue to ask questions. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates. Does not mean that we don't ask questions about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants in any of the issues that we are dealing with. And the third thing mentioned was wasting the money. Wasting the wealth for things that are made haram by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the thing that Allah is commanding us is to hold on to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many ahadith on the subject of the unity of the ummah. That also talks about to stay away from the ideas like asabiyah. And asabiyah is a term that we find in the ahadith has been used for getting united for, uh, for, for tribalism or a nation like qawm or wataniyah and things like that. Like the hadith says, مَنْ قُتِلَ تَحْتَ رَعْيَةٍ عُمِيَّةٍ يَدْعُوا عَصَبِيَّةٍ أَوْ يَنْصُرُوا عَصَبِيَّةٍ فَقِتْلَةٌ جَاهِلِيَّةٍ Whosoever, whosoever calls for the asabiyah, for the nationalism, for racism, to think of you are better than the others. And he dies, he fights for, uh, for that kind of a flag. Rasulullah said that this person who dies like this, he dies as the death of jahiliyyah. Now today, what we find among the Muslims, among ourselves, the sickness that we see, the sickness was not something that came naturally within the ummah. It was inserted artificially within the ummah. The ummah was divided. This idea was inserted while the ummah was united. But this idea of nationalism was brought into the minds of the Muslims through some missionary work, or the colonialists who were trying to enter into Muslim lands, they're the one who brought this idea. One we see, when it comes to Islam and the Muslims, the kuffar or the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the beginning, they were trying to destroy the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, appointed as a prophet, and he started calling people towards Islam, we can see the hatred, animosity of the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the sahaba who were following the message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that went on for a thousand years or so. But they were not successful to destroy the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to create this unity among them. We find the Yahud, they were in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they tried to create animosities or remind them of the animosities that existed between the house and Khazraj. And they were about to fight with each other because of the wrong ideas that were still in their minds. And Muhammad ﷺ had to only remind them that Muhammad ﷺ is still among them and reminded them that how Allah united their hearts and they started crying and they came back. And that idea of dividing the ummah continued on for a thousand years, but they were never successful. But then we see in 16th and 17th century, when the missionary work started among the Muslims, in the beginning it failed, and then it got the success. Some of the people went along with them. Some of their schools and institutes were open. That included young Turks, 
of Fatatul to Turkiya and, 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 and things like that, whether it was for the Arabs or the Ajam, whether among the Turks or the Arabs. Arabs were told that the Turks should not be the one ruling over you. And the Turks were saying, well, they were told that these Arabs are keep holding you back. You are lagging behind because of that, the, the, the Arabs. And this kind of a disunity was brought among the Muslims. And that continued on because of misunderstanding or misconceptions that existed among the Ummah or the weakness in the understanding of the deen. And that ended up in the way that today we are 55 plus states. And not only that, we are that weak that we find to, to, at the lowest of the low to the point that now the Muslims are fighting with each other. We find the wars, Yemen versus Saudi or Iran, or we see Iraq, Iran versus Iraq happened for about 10 years or so, and Iraq and Kuwait, Turkey and Kurds, Kashmir, uh, Kashmiris, are fight, fight, some of them are trying to be fighting against the Muslims now. Or the Uyghur Muslims are, have been suppressed in China and Burma. And, and, and then we see the things like UAE, the states like Emirat, they go and give the highest medals to Modi, the one who is oppressing the Muslims in India. And that's not only that. You find many of our leaders doing the similar things. And one of the key things they want to keep is make sure, making sure that the Ummah continues to be divided. And for that, sometimes things like OIC have been presented to the Muslim Ummah. That go under this, you are united. OIC stands for, um, what, does anybody remember what OIC stands for? Huh? Organization of Islamic Conference. And the main idea of Organization of Islamic Conference, it seems like you are gathering together and you're coming up with something good for the Ummah. But at the same time, you are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by making sure that the, each country keeps its own borders. Hence, every country sends their own representatives in the manner that all the borders that have been created among the ummah by this nation-state idea that will be presented to the Muslims to divide the Muslim ummah into statelets as a site pico agreement was signed between the France and the Britain to divide the Ummah after the First World War. And we see that, how it was divided, the which will be under the reign of the Britain, which, will, which part of the world will be in the reign of France, and whatever will be given to Russia as well. This is how the, the superpowers at that time were thinking of the Muslim Ummah. And then they divided the land into these states, and today we find these borders are sacred for us. While this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbid us to the point that we have been commanded to be under one leadership only. Under one leadership only. And as a matter of fact, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stresses this idea of ummah to be one ummah. To that extent, they say, وَإِذَا بُعْيَذَ خَلِيفَتَيْنِ If you have given the ba'ah to two khalifa, then فَاقْتَلُوا آخَرَهُمَا then even though the blood of a Muslim is very sacred to, sacred to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but in this case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the second one, the latter one, is supposed to be killed. So this, is, this is how important the unity of the ummah is. Yes, we are united in our hearts. As individual Muslims, we are all united. 
This is why we are all gathered here. We can see that there are brothers and sisters from all around the world who come gather and pray together. When the Ramadan happens, we all gather together, yes. When the Hajj happens, we all gather together. But why this unity has to be only for spirituality? This unity of the Ummah is more than just a spirituality. It is for all the things. Whether it's spirituality, whether it's politics, whether it's economics, whether it's social system, whether it's ruling, whatsoever it is, Islam was revealed as a way of life and that way of life commands us to be united. This is something not allowed for us. Or when it comes to the nations and the tribes that Allah has created, I don't want to leave, a, leave, leave that idea separate that Allah is the one who has created us differently. Nobody says that we are not different. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says, Ya ayyuhan nas, inna khalaqnakum min dhakaran wa untha. We have created you from one man and one woman. From there Allah has already shown us how united we are supposed to be. And then Allah is the one who says, wa ja'alnakum shu'awba wa qaba'ila, that we are the one who made you into tribes and nations. But for what? Lita'arufu. So you recognize each other. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't say as Muslims, oh we are colorblind society. We don't say that I don't see black or white or brown or yellow. No, I do see brown, black, yellow and everything. Because Allah has created us like that. Allah has created us into nations. But the purpose of that is not so one nation thinks is, uh, that that nation is superior than the other. Or the other is inferior to you. Rather, it is just for ta'arafu so you recognize each other. In akramakum indallah hatqaqum. And indeed, the one who has the ikram in front of Allah's eyes and in front of Allah is the one who has the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the thing that makes one better than the other. But that taqwa of Allah, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. So I'm taking you back. I started off with the ayah, Ya ayyuhal ladina amnu taqullah. Have the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the consciousness of Allah, fear of Allah may not be the correct translation for the word taqwa. The very same thing Allah is reminding us in this ayah when He is telling us that we have created you differently. We have created you into tribes. We have created you into nations. But the ones who are better in front of Allah is the one who has the taqwa. So my brothers and sisters, the message I'd like to convey is we have to drop this rotten idea of nationalism, of thinking that if you are Arab or you are Ajam, or you're from that land or this land, you're better than the others. This is the idea that has caused the destruction of the Ummah. And the unity of Ummah, we all understand, is well needed in the time we are living in. And for that, we have to know how to unite the Ummah back and work on the path of uniting the Ummah under one leadership. So we can be same as we used to be under leadership of Muhammad sallallahu and the Khulafai Rashidin under the under leadership of Umar, Abu Bakr, Ali, and Uthman. وَأَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَاعِ الْمُسْلِمِ فَاسْتَغْفِرُهُ إِنَّهُ غَفُرُ الرَّحِيمِ Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. 
Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.